Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As I said in an earlier podcast today, recording here from Canberra, an away game taking the gear down to the nation's capital. We're actually about to head off to the Raiders v Warriors game. Jared Craig is 300th, which is going to be unreal. Uh, but I just thought I would just touch on very, very quickly. Uh, there are a couple of matchups this weekend that haven't really been spoken about much, and I'm a little bit shocked by it. Uh, obviously, Jared Croker, he is the headline act tonight heading into the Warriors v Raiders game, and rightly so. So he's so he should be. What a legend of our game to do what he's done. It's incredible. Seeing a lot of Raiders jerseys around town today. Plenty of Jared Croker rhetoric. It has been fantastic. Um, but I thought another little matchup here is obviously Chance to clock start. He's returning to the nation's capital, obviously, where he made his name and was a fan favorite for a very, very long time. Obviously, a good mate of Jared Croker's as well. But Chance, being the competitor that he is, he'll be so happy for Jared, but I know that he'll be very keen to spoil the party here. Obviously, the Canberra Raiders, as an organisation, decided that they were going to move in a different direction and let him go, uh, which, you know, you saw how much emotion went into his last game reserve grade. It didn't end the way that it should have for Chance in the nation's capital after, you know, being the fullback and being one of the best players in their side that went all the way to a grand final. Um, I'm sure there would still be a bit of taste to some extent with the organisations. I'm sure not with the players and with the fans, but I'm sure this would be a game that Chance would love to have a big performance in. So it's one that no one's really talking about. And I think in any other given week, we'd be talking a little bit more about Chance returning to Canberra. Uh, but he's one that I'm very, very keen to see go around in this game. Um, there's a few other guys that really interest me. Uh, we've obviously got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Dolphins a little bit later tonight as well, which I'm really looking forward to. That one's going to be a cracker. We get to see Tommy Turbo in full flight. But I think it will be interesting. Now... The Manly Seagulls and the Melbourne Storm have a long-standing, uh, pretty heated rivalry. And, you know, the guys that are realistically building this, building what the Dolphins are and what their culture is all about, your Felice Cafusis, your Bromwiches, these sort of guys, you know, they've gone through their entire career essentially hating the Manly Seagulls and always getting so up for these big games. And I'd be shocked if they sort of let that go all of a sudden. I think that those Melbourne Storm boys, they will have this team primed and ready to go. They're missing players. They're down on troops. I understand all the reasons going to Brookvale. Uh, but they've, they've had it instilled in them for a very long time that when you go to Brookvale, you pull your finger out and you, and you fucking play tough and you play hard. So really looking forward to seeing that match up as well. I understand that not all the boys are playing, but I think it will be something that will be built into this squad that they they, they will be up for this one because those Melbourne Storm boys, they don't forget their DNA. They don't forget where they come from. And, you know, they've, they've been... 
they've been brought up to and, you know, raised in the Melbourne Storm with that DNA putting them to just hate the Manly Seagulls and be up for that game. So I definitely think uh, they'll be a little bit in that game, and I'm really looking forward to it. Branko Lee, of course, who won a comp with the Melbourne Storm as well. He's got a bit of that about him as well. So exciting times there in that game. But this is the one that I cannot believe we are not talking about more, and I think this is probably one of the headline acts this week. Uh, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., we've got the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Newcastle Knights, and the two fullbacks here, Kalen Ponga and Reese Walsh. Now, I think the vast majority of us thought the KP was going to be the fullback for game one. I think that, you know, most people uh, had him in their side and were fully anticipating Queensland to do what they normally do and just back this guy in. Of course, I went for Reese Walsh, and I thought in game one he had an absolute blinder. I know there's a lot of I guess if you want to call them haters or whatever, I hate that word, but a lot of people that dislike Reese Walsh out there and sort of come after him and want to put shit on him all the time, and I've never really understood why. And I think he proved you completely wrong. He did exactly what I told you he'd do in Origin. He stood up, he delivered, and he, you know, he made he took calculated risks at times, but he took them at the perfect time, and uh, he didn't back down from anything. Um, his first hit up that was like watching Carmichael Hunt. That was incredible. Uh, so Reese Walsh, I love everything about him. I, I hate that he's playing for Queensland. I hate that he's going to be under Billy Slater, and it's going to be a scary career for him. And he's the young buck going up there to Suncorp, taking on Kalen Ponga, who he's taking his jersey off him. And KP, I think he said this week that he's not going to play Origin this year. I I probably don't think he needed to say that, to be honest with you. I think he was waiting for a, a Reese Walsh injury to get back into that side. I don't think I've, I don't think there's anything that could have happened in game two for Billy Slater to go, you know what, we need to go back to KP for game. We need to go back to KP for game three. Reese Walsh is our guy. So really interesting times. KP was, you know, close to player of the series last year. I, I think he was second best. In my opinion, he was the best player, but I can understand why they went to Paddy Carrigan. I think they were the top two players of the series, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, big matchup there. I'm really looking forward to that one. Obviously, KP playing his preferred position. Rishi Walsh playing fullback there, going head-to-head. KP's got a point to prove, and so does Reese Walsh. If he goes out there and gets done at Suncorp by KP, the incumbent, all of a sudden, it puts a little bit more pressure on KP, on Reese Walsh in the future. So that's a matchup I am really, really looking forward to. The next game, Saturday, 7.35, tomorrow night, we've got another matchup that I think is very interesting. Um, obviously, we've got the Roosters and the Panthers, but we've got James Tedesco, who was pretty average in game one. And, you know, so many of you are calling for Dylan Edwards to come into this side uh, because of the Penrith combo and whatnot. I understand that things have changed uh, since Nathan Cleary's gone down and combinations could be, you know, thrown on their head and whatnot. Uh, but... Jeez, James Tedesco, he's obviously got a lot to prove. Uh, I thought he was tremendous last week. I don't think he was as bad as what you all thought in game. Well, not all of you, the, the people that, you know, were screaming from the rooftops about Teddy. I just didn't think that their game plan was good enough. and I don't think it was properly thought out. And I think there was just too many chefs in the kitchen. I think James Tedesco, he can quite easily play a role that will suit the New South Wales Blues in game two. But this is a big game for him. Going up against Dill Edwards, his team is in absolute disarray at the moment. They're all over the place. Obviously, coming up against the Panthers side without Nath Cleary. So there's plenty of opportunity there for the Roosters to have a big statement game here. And I think if they're going to, they have to be led by their fullback. Going up against Dylan Edwards, who, I mean, gee whiz, when you, when you looked at James Sesco a couple of years ago, one of the arguments for him starting to catch up to Slater was that, you know, he'd done something that Billy Slater had never done, back-to-back premierships. And he scored the match-winning try in the 2019 Grand Final. All of a sudden, you look at Dylan Edwards, 
You know, he's now gone to three grand finals in a row. Granted, he hasn't played the rep games and all that, but three grand finals in a row. And guess what? He got a Clive Churchill in his last one. So the conversation between these two, it probably is a little bit closer than what people give credit for. And I think James Tedesco versus Dylan Edwards, I think it's one of the highlights. That's It's wild that two games in a row we have KP and Reese Walsh, the entire argument for the Queensland fullback spot. And then the game after that, we've got Teddy versus Dylan Edwards, who a lot of people are suggesting Dylan Edwards should replace Teddy. Dylan Edwards should be that guy. He's an out-and-out at fullback and he should be there and I mean name a more successful fullback over the last three years than Dylan Edwards I think it's pretty hard to go past him three grand finals two premierships one Clive Churchill I know he hasn't played rep football and done all that stuff, but what Dylan Edwards has done over the last three years has been fucking incredible. And this matchup with James Tedesco, I also think it's one that is incredibly slept on. I don't know what is going on this week and why we're not talking about these unbelievable matchups, but there are so many coming our way. The next one, Jesus Christ, how is this not getting more publicity? We've got Nathan Cleary down with injury. That means there is a halfback spot that is up for grabs um, for the New South Wales Blues. We've obviously got Adam Reynolds playing for the Brisbane Broncos up there at Suncorp, obviously where he'll be playing next week, so he's a big watch there. But the other one is Nico Hines, who's been in the squad the entire series so far. Game one, that is, of course, but all the time leading up to it, he was in the squad last year. Uh, Many people are arguing he is the obvious choice and he has to be there. I understand the argument, but I do question if Nico's done enough to show us that in big games... He's going to stand up in essentially what is for us a decider at Suncorp when we're missing troops already. I think it's going to be a massive, massive test for Nick. I'm not saying he can't do it, but for me, I would go with the safer, more reliable hand of Adam Reynolds in this one. But if I have a look at this game this weekend, who who does he get to go up against? He has to go down to Melbourne on Sunday afternoon and take on none other than Cam Munster, the same guy who skipped across the field last Wednesday night, palm Nico Hines off to set up a victory for the Queensland Maroons. So as much as they're halfback and 5'8", they're the two main ball players, and they will be the guys that will decide this game, as they will be the the guys that will realistically decide game two at Suncorp. So a big opportunity for Nico. He went up against Adam Reynolds last week, and this is Part of my argument, I thought it was a victory to Adam Reynolds. Nico had some of the highlights and everything, but when it came down to the crunch moments, whose kicking game was better and who took control of the game? For me, it was Adam Reynolds. That's what you need to do in the Origin Arena. You just need to control those moments. That's why DCE has been so successful against us. DCE is not a superstar, but he's got so much between his ears and he knows how to control a game of football. He knows where to turn the ball over. He knows where to get his team on the field. Nico Hines, I think that he's an incredibly fit footballer. That is so evident when you watch him. But is he so ball dominant that I just wonder how Teddy and all these guys are going to fit in with the way he plays? Because realistically, the Cronulla Sharks, they play entirely Nico Ball. It is Nico Ball. He plays both sides of the ruck. Sometimes he'll touch it four times in a set. Matty Moylan just chimes in when Nico Hines tells him to chime in. And Will Kennedy does the exact same thing. So if the Blues are going to pick Nico Hines at halfback, I think they have to play 100% Nico Hines football, which I do wonder if it will be a little bit one-dimensional. And then you've got to remember as well, if you're going all in on Nico Hines football... Who did Nico Hines learn his trade from? You know, who, who helped bring Nico Hines through? Billy Slater, obviously the head coach for the Maroons. So very interesting, this situation. But I'll tell you what, Nico versus Cam Munster, this is one of the matchups of the round, if not the matchup of the round, because it could go a long way to deciding who's going to be the guy in game two to lead the New South Wales Blues along. If Nico Hines pulls down the pants of Cam Munster and get, puts on a show against him and stands and delivers in Melbourne, geez, that'll go a long way to sealing him there. 
But do remember it was the same guy, Cam Munster, skipped across the bodies last week, palmed off Nico Hines, set up the victory. So Nico's got something to prove here without a doubt. And this is a matchup I'm very excited for. I know Cam Munster will be keen for it. He will absolutely love the opportunity to take on the guy that's going to be going head-to-head with him trying to win the game for New South Wales in Melbourne the Sunday before. So that one is an absolute cracker, and I genuinely do think it goes a long way to deciding how the New South Wales Blues will line up next Wednesday night in Game 2. The last matchup of the week, and probably not one that's as relevant as the others, to be completely fair, but the other name that has been thrown up is Mitchell Moses, Um, a guy that personally I wouldn't go for. I don't think I could trust Moses in a decider at this point in his career, similar to Nico. Uh, Probably hasn't achieved enough on the big stages for me to trust him. To his credit, played Origin a couple of years ago. A lot of people gave him shit. I think they gave him shit because he's Mitchell Moses. I actually thought he played really well. I thought he well and truly held his own in that game. I think people that don't understand football um, just went after Mitch for the sake of going after Mitch. I thought he held his own in that game. I thought he was very good. Uh, But would I be picking him to represent the Blues in game two in essentially a decider at Suncorp? Not for me. I don't trust Moses under that big stage. Uh, He does go up against Matty Burton here. He's probably the guy that... He's probably not getting the attention that he deserves. He's obviously been playing halfback the last couple of weeks. I'm not suggesting he should be the halfback for the Blues, but he's not even getting spoken about. He's another guy that could potentially try and nab a 14 jersey. If Nico is the 7, Matty Burton all of a sudden becomes very, very appealing for the 14 jersey. Um, you know, he's a guy that could play 5'8 as well, depending on which direction they want to go. You know, he could play 5'8". Um, there might even be a centre spot that's available as well. Um, so, yeah, very, very interesting times. I, I think Burden, his best chance there is in the 14 jersey to get into the Game 2 side. But I'm excited to see him and Moses go head-to-head because, if Mo, for me, if Moses can't get the better of Matty Burton on a you know Monday afternoon, taking on Canterbury with, you know, Parramatta's forward pack and whatnot, uh, a lot of question marks over whether I could I, I could pick him to take on the Queensland Maroons in Game 2 in a deciding game at Suncorp. For me, I already know the answer. There's nothing Mitch Moses could do on Monday that would make me think, yep, he's the guy I need to pick. My my mind's already made up on Mitch Moses. Maybe that's unfair. I'm not sure. I'll leave that up to you guys to decide, but he wouldn't be my guy. For me, it has to come down to one of Adam Reynolds or Nico Hines. Nico Hines gets his opportunity to go head-to-head with Cam Munster this weekend, uh, and fuck, he can take himself a long way to locking in that halfback spot. It wouldn't shock me. If if I had to put money on what Freddie's going to do, Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I personally do think he will be leaning towards Nico Hines because he has been in the squad the entire time. And full credit to Nico. You know, he is the reigning Dalian medalist and all that. I understand that. He's been fantastic. But at the end of the day, he's played about 40 games of first-grade footy, if not less, as a halfback. Um, His record in finals is 0-2 as a halfback. Um, That's my only worry with Nico. And one of those games was at home as well. So uh, that's my worry with Nico, that he hasn't delivered on those very, very big stages. But... This is what Origin's all about, and Freddie's going to have to back him in. 
if Freddie thinks he's the guy, he'll back him in. And I think that he has got the potential to really own that stage. And I really hope if Nico is selected, he does stand up because he's got the ability to do it. But for me, I'd be going with Adam Reynolds. I'd be going with Adam Reynolds, uh, who will be taking on the Newcastle Knights this weekend. Him and Jackson Hastings going head-to-head. I do think that over the next few years, Jacko could potentially become a guy uh, that we could look at in this situation. If we need a halfback or whatever, halfback, 5'8", even a hooker, I think Jacko would do pretty fucking well there as well. Um, or even a, like a 14 coming off the bench. I, people would argue he probably doesn't have the pace for origin, which I can understand that. Uh, but I think Jacko would surprise a few people. But I think he's a few years off that anyway. He's definitely not in my conversation right now. Uh, but just one guy to keep an eye on over the next few years. But, uh, yeah, the, these matchups coming your way over this weekend are going to be sensational. The first one that I love, chance to clock start against the Canberra Raiders. Coming back to the Raiders in Jared Croker's 300th game, he'll be keen for a big one. The Melbourne Storm boys, I'm interested to see if they've built something within this Dolphins side that they've carried on from the Melbourne Storm, that they hate the Manly Seagulls and they go at them every single time they play. We know whenever Melbourne and Manly go head-to-head, it is an absolute war, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they've carried that up to the Dolphins with them. Walsh VKP, they've put this one up in lights this weekend. The two Queensland Maroons fullbacks going head-to-head. It's Walsh's jersey now. We all thought it was going to be KP's for sure, and now I'm wondering, fuck, how does KP get into this side? Very, very interesting. Teddy and Dill Edwards, the New South Wales captain versus the guy that people want to replace the New South Wales captain. Um, You know, two guys, the only two fullbacks in the last 30 years that have won back-to-back premierships. Dill, Dill Edwards obviously being a Clive Churchill medalist, but Teddy having all the rep honours and all the achievements next to him. Names, Munster and Nico, Queensland's absolute juggernaut against the guy that potentially the New South Wales Blues are going to turn to in Game 2 to lead the state to victory. And of course, Burton versus Moses. Not quite the matchup as the other ones, but one that I am very, very keen to tune into this weekend. Uh, stay tuned, guys. I think tomorrow morning, hopefully if I'm able to get it done, we'll have a little draft podcast, Supercoach draft podcast, uh, I'm talking to a good mate that's in my draft comp who's made a couple of big moves over the last few days about his team and what uh, what he's aiming to do in the back end of the season. So if you're a draft player, plenty of content coming there. And we'll probably give a quick preview of the Saturday games there as well.